The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton, and I am the president and CEO of Million Kids. That is because more than one million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. That is just simply hard to believe. This organization has been combating human trafficking now for right at 10 years. It'll be 10 years and two months, and I think we ought to have a party for that. We've been a lot of miles since then. I usually put about 50,000 miles a year on my car doing this, trying to educate the public. Uh, for those of you who don't know Million Kids, we are we do all kinds of things. We operate Million Kids Missing Kids to help find missing kids, and we set with parents who are looking for their children. And that is just god-awful. I mean, that is just gut-wrenching, which is why we go out into schools and we talk to kids and we talk to teachers and principals. We were one of the first in America that's been educating in the schools. Uh, I was thinking the other day, I looked this up, I've trained now about a quarter of a million people that I can track. Um, More than that on a, a site like this where we can't really track all of it, but about a quarter of a million people, and that's hard to believe. I always kid, I, I actually look like the person on the back of my book at one point <laughs> after all these hours of no sleep and a, a lot of uh, public speaking. But anyway, uh, one of the things I do want to say is thank you, thank you, thank you to all the people who listen to these broadcasts, and especially for those who donate and make these broadcasts possible you know, this is all run by a nonprofit organization, and uh, I don't get paid. Uh, Mona doesn't get paid. Susie doesn't get paid. You know, they we compensate some for their expenses and and like that. But you know, we do this because we care. It is a ministry. It is a mission. We want to make sure that we can educate as many people as we can, so that. This doesn't continue. Well, enough of that. I want to get into my topic today. And uh, Susie and I were talking about what do we think is the most important thing that we can share with the public. We often have guests on and like that. But today, I just kind of want to talk with you from the heart and make this a true training kind of broadcast today. And we decided that I really uh, think that it's important that We often talk about force and fraud and coercion in the human trafficking element and even in the sextortion element, but maybe we really don't uh, make it clear to the public what that's all about. I know because I work with real life cases. Uh, We had three weeks ago, I had nine cases in 14 days. Most of them were sextortion cases where young people were lured into sending a naked photo and they were being Oh, it was really bad. They were being blackmailed in in some of the worst ways. And, uh, 
you know, even uh, physically uh, harmed in some cases and, uh, and uh, certainly a lot of threats. So I'm going to take these one by one. Uh, what is the basis for this, first of all? Well, the, the thing that you need to understand is, at least in the state of California, now let me back up a minute and do a couple things before I get started in the state of California. Uh, this show goes out to, I believe, 170 countries. So our laws will be different than your laws. But the principle of recruiting is not different, so I want to be sure and share that. By the way, you can call in to this show. Most people, I, I see the numbers, and while we have a healthy group of people that are listening to us live, the large portion of this uh, broadcast is being accessed by archived archives, uh, literally by the uh, by the thousands, and I really appreciate that. You can go on to these archive shows at uh, exploitedcrimes.com, exploitedcrimes.com, and hit listen, and you can see over, it's between 60 and 70 shows there. They are all identified by subjects so that you can listen to them and share them, and uh, you can even get an embed code and put them on your own site if you want to do that. But if you want to call in and you're in America, um, I'm on Pacific Standard Time, so uh, but you can call in at 866-472-5788, 866-472-5788. Now, I want to first start out by talking about the idea of force, because that is the most obvious. The others are kind of a psychological warfare. But what happens in California is we have a law that says if you're under 18, and you're engaged in commercial sex. Now, that's a fancy word for prostitution. I don't like to use the word prostitution because I believe that most of the people that are lured into this are victims. Uh, I'm not going to say all of them are because there are some pretty bad customers out there, pretty bad people. I don't want to say customers because you may think that I'm talking about a sex buyer, but that's a slang term for there are some bad people out there. Uh, and so in the in many cases, they will use force. Um, in California, if you're under 18 and you're in it, you're automatically a victim. You don't have to prove anything. However, if you are uh, in commercial sex as an adult in California, that is over the age of 18, you do have to prove that you were either forced, fraud, or, co- or coerced, okay, defrauded is a better word, Uh, and law enforcement will help you do that. So that is kind of the criteria. Now, there's also some fear and other elements, which we will talk about in there, but I want to take these one by one. This is also important to me because oftentimes I train, especially young people, and, you know, they're, they're so idealistic. And they will say, you know, well, why doesn't she run? Why doesn't she get away from there? Why would anyone allow that to happen to themselves? Well, that is because, you know, uh, maybe we're being a little too polite to them and not making it very clear how all this works. That's always a fine line when I talk to kids. I want them to know the seriousness of it, but I don't want to traumatize them. But historically, what will happen is that that a predator will meet someone, 
And at some point in the relationship, they began to uh, groom them. In other words, place psychological factors on them. And that's when you get into coercion and fraud. But oftentimes what will happen is once they're in there, then they're broken. And what do I mean by that? Well, it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. And it takes on different kinds of venues. But to give you an idea, they will often, one of the first things they do is lock you in a closet. So you're not free to go. You you have nowhere to go to the bathroom, by the way. So you humiliate yourself. And quite frankly, they help humiliate you. Um, if that is force. When you're locked in a closet for days, they're withholding food, you know, they're they're tormenting you, they're raping you, they're gang raping you, they're gang sodomizing you, they're filming it. It will change who you are as a person. The idea is to break your will so that you won't run, that you won't try to get free. On top of it, they often will drug you in that situation so that you're kind of out of your own control. You're not able to experience your normal range of emotions and your own cognitive thinking. So it is more, you're confused, you're, you know, somewhat delirious. And the whole idea then is to then have you look at the photographs of what they have done to you. And so now you're experiencing an event in an out-of-body experience. Um, you know, you are processing trauma on a second level. So you are you are experiencing the trauma of being uh, brutalized, if you will, sexually, and then you're reliving it over and over in an out-of-body experience as you see yourself in film. So that is force. You know, you are not free to go. You can't get free. Um, a lot of times after they have broken you, they will then begin to put you in a motel and set you up with dates, and people show up every hour or two. They're controlling you with guns. They're they're threatening you with knives. They're they're threatening you with all kinds of things. They will teach you how to have sex, you know, and what to what how to behave and how to talk to the client. Uh, they monitor you. They will usually, in the beginning, often set you up on a double date. The other person is your bottom girl. A girl who's watching you, making sure you perform, making sure that you uh, are able to to do what the client wants to have done and that you're not asking for help. All of those are forced. You are not free to go. You are often held in a motel room and you won't know what town you're in or what name you're being sold under. Additionally, as they're getting you ready for the marketplace, they will photograph you in various positions and they put those photographs out on the internet. Now that is changing because Backpage got shut down and some uh, federal laws have been passed to say that if you have been advertised on one of those sites and you were exploited, you can now sue those sites. So we are seeing a big scramble in the industry. What we're seeing is that people who were like Backpage, now the owners of Backpage were arrested and the site was shut down and they were arrested for money laundering. They were making millions, hundreds of millions of dollars and sending it out around the world. But the other sites are now going offshore. 
And so now they're quite pornographic. We can't, you know, before they weren't too bad. And I would look at them because I would look to find missing people, missing kids, okay? But now they're quite pornographic. And they are being run offshore so that our our current law will not be able to reach them. On top of it, the ones that are attempting to set up here in the U.S. are basically shell companies that are really trashy. Uh, not that not that Backpage was classy, okay, but these are trashy, trashy. I hate to even look at them, but every now and then I'm trying to help somebody find their missing child, and one of the ways you can do that is to see where they're being sold. But these are people who have opened up, and um, they're operating, and they have no assets. So it's like, go ahead and sue me. I have no assets. And so it's always trying to stay ahead of the laws and the cops. But my point about force is, is that they're holding you. You are not free to go. And, you know, a lot of times they will uh, use weapons to hold you. You know, they'll threaten you. Uh, You know, they will often have a gun on them. Uh, In many cases, they will threaten your family. Now, threat is a coercion, not a force. And I'm going to go into that in the next uh, segment as we do this. But my point is, force is simply, they, and it isn't that simple, quite frankly, but it is truly, let's use that word, uh, you know, you're not free to go. You are not functioning of your own free will. You're not out to where you can run away. Uh, even if they're transporting you, they often will hold you with a gun or a knife. I have seen cases where they've actually held a gun to the girl's head while the customers are having sex with them. Now, we talked about that in one of my previous segments, who are the Johns? Well, they're not all Richard Gere. Some of them are gang members, and uh, so you're not going to educate against it. Some of them are migrants that are being forced into it themselves. And so this is a complex subject, and if you're going to be you know, a leader in the business, we need to call it what it is and be very clear on how all this is happening. So we're going to go in the next segment, I'm going to go into coercion, Uh, in there and how that works. My name is Opal Singleton. The organization is Million Kids, and this show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We're up against that break, folks. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about force, fraud, and coercion and fear before it's over. Uh, We have been talking about force and how all this works. I really wanted to add in there that that the use of drugs is another kind of force. Um, Almost always what they will do, and in some cases they don't provide them with drugs, but in most cases they do. Obviously, if they can get a person hooked on drugs, that person is going to continue to be compliant in order to get more drugs. But really, a lot of the use of drugs is related to force in that they are able to put you in your own mental prison kind of thing so that you're not able to function and think rationally to be able to get out. So it is a a mental force, but it is, in fact, a force. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about coercion because coercion is one of the major, major factors in controlling the person once they're in there. Uh, And uh, usually what will happen here is it starts out looking like some sort of relationship. Now, if you have a what we call a gorilla pimp, it isn't necessarily a relationship that is oftentimes just controlled by force. We had a gorilla pimp. uh, We had a couple of them out here in Riverside County. I live uh, about 60 miles east of Los Angeles in Riverside County, California, and I work for the Human Trafficking Task Force. So I'm the training and outreach coordinator for the organization, and so I see real cases. We had a guy out here by the name of Lawrence Gunn. Um, and, and in fact, let me take that back. We had another one by the name of Lawrence Randall. He was what we called a gorilla pimp. He literally controlled the girls by absolute violence. There was none of this sweet-talking stuff almost immediately. Now, this often will happen when a girl is sold to another pimp. And I don't know if you, uh, I don't, I'm not aware if you all know this, but Oftentimes, you know, uh, as a girl begins to age out or she becomes so drugged she can't function or, you know, those kinds of things, they begin to sell and trade these girls back and forth between pimps. And so if you landed with Lawrence um, Randall, there was no I love you, baby, do this for daddy, da-da-da-da-da kind of thing, okay? It was you are going to do this or you're going to die. And, you know, he used guns, he used knives, he uh, he would strangle them. Uh, and, by the way, that is one of the big signs to look for, strangulation marks, ligature marks. If you're with a gorilla pimp, this gets absolutely brutal. They'll burn you with an iron. Uh, they often try to hurt you in places that aren't so obvious to the public, but every now and then you get a black eye. Uh, They will gang rape you and gang sodomize you. If they think you're withholding money, they will, it will get particularly brutal. You know, think about this. If you're in a, uh, in a hotel room and your John doesn't pay, 
you know, uh, all of a sudden you've been raped, number one, but number two, you're going to pay with the pimp because you don't ever come home without the money. You won't live to tell about it. It gets absolutely brutal. So that's a, that is force and that is violence in a big way. Uh, Lawrence Randall would bang their head against a wall regularly. Uh, just those kinds of things to make it really, really brutal. We had another guy named Lawrence Randall, uh, and he also was like that. He had 28 girls. Most of them were 15 to 18 years old. And he, his gang moniker, he was a gang guy, and it was a gang sex trafficking ring. And he tattooed the word classified right down the sides of these girls' faces. So I want you to think about the force, coercion, and fear is going on there. When you have a tattoo of your pimp on your face, that is threat, that is fear, and that can be violence and, uh, and force. So you can have all three elements in that. And so I want to talk about coercion because coercion is a threat. The most common kind of coercion that takes place in sex trafficking is you're going to do this or you're not going to eat. And it's really that simple. Uh, you go two or three days without food, you get very, very compliant. And you will see that one of the first signs that a victim is caught up in this is they're very hungry. And uh, that's very important for law enforcement. We, I do gift card programs so that our guys can help the girls um, get what they need. And, and that includes undercover female officers to help the girl get a hamburger or get her some food that, that when nobody's looking. Because if she won't come in and help with the police, at least we can use food to build trust. Most of these girls can't accept gifts because they're not allowed to hold anything themselves. Um, you know, pimps aren't going to allow them to do that. I know a lot of organizations create backpacks for these girls and like that, and, and they can be helpful, but most of these people are not allowed to keep anything because they're afraid that law enforcement is going to try to put a tracker on it or get them a number to report or something like that. And so in coercion, it'll be a threat. You're going to do this or you're not going to eat. You're going to do this or we're going to hurt your family. That is absolutely one of the most common ones. Uh, even if you're not, um, you know, a, a foreign national individual, they will play that game. Now, in Southern California, 85% of Mexicans have family on both sides of the border. And so one of the common ones you hear in the Hispanic community is you're going to do this or we're going to kill your family back home. And they can. The cartel is here, and the cartel is in Mexico. It's in El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras. It's all over Colombia, you know, and they will threaten their family back home, and now they can live stream it. So coercion is a threat. Let me tell you a case that happened. It's probably been three years ago now, but it just really bore in on my heart, and I will never forget this case. I don't actually remember the girl's name at this point. I'd have to do my research, but I remember the image in my mind of what this girl went through, and we don't have to publicly announce her name anyway, but she was an absolutely beautiful African-American girl who was 18 years old. Uh, She was smart as a whip. A 4.0 student, she was already had a scholarship to go to college. She lived over in Yorba Linda, California. I believe her family, I can't remember if her mother was a judge or an attorney, but their family was very prominent. And this girl had everything in the world going for her. But 
she met up with the wrong guy and she believed his line of crap, okay? And that is called fraud. You know, sometimes fraud is I love you. And she kind of fell in love with this guy and started dating this guy. And, you know, I I really want to often train our girls to be very careful if your guts are telling you that this probably isn't the right thing to do. Don't throw caution to the wind. Learn to listen to your gut. Well, this beautiful young lady started dating him, and he was a pimp. And he was a nasty, what we call a gorilla pimp. At one point, he beat her with a tire iron, okay? She got into a safe house, but they sent a bottom girl into her to say, hey, you know, if you don't get out of there and come back to me, we are going to kill your whole family. And she believed him, and she went back to him, and he killed her. So this is a bit of force, but it's also coercion, a threat, a threat to kill family, a threat not to eat, a threat of blackmail is a very common one. And I just want to share with you, because I was realizing as I was preparing for this this show today, that this kind of goes over into sextortion, and uh, the end result isn't always sex trafficking. There was, uh, in this case, uh, the headline is on our, our website today. It says, Chicago cop pleads guilty to sex trafficking of a 14-year-old girl. And this is a veteran Chicago police officer guilty of soliciting sex with a 14-year-old girl and three other teenage girls over several years. Now, this is William Whitley. He's 41, excuse me, 61, but he said he pled guilty to paying 14-year-old about $60 to $150 for each of the multiple sex acts with her between June and September 2015. The plea agreement said that he would typically text the girl to come to his apartment before he went to work on his police shift. He often kept a loaded gun under his pillow. So think about this. You're 14. First of all, I I applaud Chicago and Illinois for having good laws because what they're saying is if you're having sex with an underage girl and paying her money, that is sex trafficking even if you are the sex buyer. So that is a bit of a different thing. But think about this. He's paying her to have sex with a cop. He's getting ready to go to work. So you talk about coercion, intimidation. You know, it probably started with, wow, this is really cool. And then it's, I'm obligated. And this man's a cop. Nobody will believe me. That is a threat. And on top of it, he kept a gun under the pillow. She had to know that. You know, sex takes place in a bed often. And so you have coercion of a very young girl. And that is, that is what we mean by coercion. You see things like a gun under a pillow. You see a cop uniform and you're involved with them. Then you have a threat at all times, a threat of being blackmailed. We, have, we see blackmail in cases here where sextortion takes place. And I'm going to go into that in a big way in the next segment. But the whole idea of coercion is that it isn't something that you can wrap your hand around, okay? With force, you can at least, you know, a lot of times take a photograph of where you're at or see, get a photograph 
of the gun, that kind of thing. But coercion is intimidation and fear. And that fear factor cannot be minimized in any way. Sometimes it looks like I'm going to hold your documents so that you can't get free. You're a foreign national. We'll deport you. That's coercion. You know, nobody's going to believe you because I'm an American and you're illegal in there. Sometimes it's a coercion of shame. You know, you put those pictures in there. We took those pictures. You agreed to it. You're compliant. You wanted to do this. You said you wanted to have sex with me. You know, if anybody sees all these photos that we have of you out there and and they're out there on the dark web, then, you know, nobody will ever believe you. And besides, look what you have become. It's a shaming device. That's coercion. Guilt is coercion. Grief is coercion. They will start to look at you and say, you know, you've lost everything. You have nothing. You only have me. And you're dependent on me, so you can't leave me. That is coercion. So an inability to trust another human being. I'm the only one you can trust. That is another kind of coercion to keep them from running. So what I really want you to understand from a psychological point of view is coercion is its own kind of prison where you can't get free. Well, folks, this segment went really, really fast. We're up against that break here, so I'm going to ask you to stay with me. This is Opal Singleton, and it's Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We will be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about force, fraud, and coercion, and not just in sex trafficking, but also in sextortion. And uh, first of all, I wanted to say how much I appreciate each and every one of you that follows this show. I really appreciate all those folks that donate. They do that by going to www.meandkids.org. You know, it's a fascinating thing in this business. I've been in this business 10 years now, and it's harder than heck to raise money. You know, everybody wants to support the victim services, and certainly that is a need. But I say to myself, you know, we know that that if you go out and talk to kids and talk to parents and you educate law enforcement, you can make a, a huge headway so that people never get violated. But it's hard to track what doesn't happen. And so for those people who support us, they understand we are able to keep kids from being violated and we're able to set with parents and help them through this before they lose their kids. I mean, literally we had 11, we had nine cases in 14 days, but some of them were able to intervene. They they saw, you know, they were trained to go on their their kids' websites and found things and were able to intervene and get into counseling. And, you know, what an amazing difference. And we've been involved in, in, I don't know if you're all aware of this, but we do gift card programs so that we can help get the the victim off the street and get them some help and get them into a safe house. So the work that we do is before a safe house. We do what we need to do working with law enforcement to assist them. So we do a lot of things besides just talk to kids. But I think talking to kids is one of the most important things that we can do. So those people who have gone to me and kids.org and, and donated, golly, I can't tell you how much that means to me. Uh, we're a small nonprofit, but we make your money go a long ways. And if you want to change somebody's life, this is the way to do it. Well, let me share with you. We're talking about coercion. There is a um, a video on our Facebook page, and by the way, I hope you follow us. Go to Me and Kids Facebook and hit like, but there is a video on there that is just fascinating to me. Uh, it, the headline on this is, um, well, I can't tell. Oh, here we go. Police. Uh, police. I, uh, what do you call that? Colon. New Mexico woman, women, let me start over. New Mexico women drove to Oklahoma to kidnap a 14-year-old boy. Now, this is kind of anomaly, so you don't normally see this kind of thing. But I want you to understand that the elements in this case are the same as if it was a girl. That we're talking about coercion and fraud, which we're about to get to. What happened here is two grown New Mexico women made a 13-hour drive to eastern Oklahoma to kidnap a 14-year-old boy they met online. 
According to the affidavit, the 14-year-old boy had started talking to one of the women through Xbox Live. So just as I talk about with girls, this happens, and it happens regularly with guys. They get in a video game chat room. They're trying to get their score up. They're having a lot of fun manipulating the devices and killing the world and being the last man standing and overcoming planets and all that they do. And guess what? Somebody comes into the chat room and they build a a trust. You know, think about that chat room. I'm not against gaming, but I do believe we have to understand what is happening. You automatically build trust because you're part of a team where you're trying to take out the other guy. So you get loyal to your team automatically. On top of it, your self-worth is right there in your score. If your score is holding back the team, they're going to be all over you. And so it is absolutely a, you know, what's a, what, what was it that Sean Parker called it? Social validation feedback loop, you know? I mean, what are we doing to this generation of kids where we put them in a world where we teach them team play and team support and team loyalty and approval by a, by points, and then we're asking them to be smart enough to not trust the people in your team, except you have to trust the people in your team. And we're doing this younger and younger and younger before kids have any cognitive reasoning. And I'm writing a new book, as many of you know, I have the book Seduce, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. I'm in the process of writing Societal Shift because we are literally needing to create a generation of young people that are self-responsible. We are putting our children in, you know, a somewhat hostile environment and asking them to have adult decision-making skills without ever educating them even what that looks like. So this 14-year-old boy, he's, you know, talking to this girl. Uh, This girl is 35. She owns a candy store in Farmington, New Mexico. And the talk got sexual, okay? And they say the two shared explicit photographs, and the, the... teen told him that she wanted to have that he the girl the woman told the teen she wanted to have sex with him so literally they agree to meet up this is not uncommon i mean it puts the fear of god in a parent but it happens so uh, this is coercion guys going on here okay this is fraud she's pretending that this is going to be some sort of relationship this guy's 14 he's not going to have adult thinking until he's probably 22 or 23 so what happened here is that the woman says, well, I only live a couple hours away. Well, of course, that's a lie. She lives 13 hours away. And she doesn't mention her friend. So what happened is the woman shows up with her friend who's 29. By the time the kid's in the car, he is absolutely a prisoner. And it happens that way that quickly. And so she he gets in the car and uh, the, the boy said that he had also played Xbox with the other girl, but it does not appear the two of them had had a sexual uh, relationship over the Internet. The woman, the boy says the woman told him that they were going to New Mexico and he was never coming back home in there. The boy says that, that, that what happened here is when he wanted to go home, the woman told him his only way out was to be left on the side of the road. 
Well, basically what happened is they ended up raping him over and over. They stripped him naked. Uh, At one point, they made him get out of the car. They were going to leave him at the side of the road naked. I mean, this kid became a real nightmare. So what I want you to see here is coercion, threat. We have the photographs. We're going to ruin you. We're going to ruin you on the Internet. We're going to put this into child pornography rings. We are going to show it to your family. You're not getting free on this. You will have sex with us kind of thing. We will lead you, leave you naked along the side of the road. All of that is coercion and even force in that once he was in that car, he was not able to get free. So I also want to share with you uh, another case that I think is very, very important in something like this. This is also sextortion. And I just kind of want to, the headline on this is Brave Calgary Boy Saved Others from U.S. Child Predator, Police Say. That's the headline. Brave Calgary Boy Saved Others from the U.S. Child Predator. Now, this will be on our uh, Facebook page also. But what this is, uh, first of all, it was an 11-year-old boy who told, thank God, if we keep telling these kids, enough of them will report that we'll be able to do it. What happened here is that uh, at one point, this guy is in Vista, California, and his name is Sacedo, Joseph Sacedo. He's 26, and uh, he had two children. He manipulated them to sending sexually explicit photos and threatening to expose them if they didn't comply with U.S. law enforcement. He posed as a teenage girl and set up and struck up conversations with the 11-year-old boy using an online messaging app. Now, first of all, why do we have an 11-year-old boy on an online messaging app? But this one was smart enough at least to report to the police. In his disguise as 16-year-old Amy, he attempted to coerce, there's that word again, coerce the boy to communicate with Amy's friend, which is 26-year-old Sacedo. Amy sent him a photo of his house. Now, get what's happening here. When the boy refused, Amy sent him a photo of his house and threatened him into relenting. When the two spoke on a video chat app, he appeared, Sacedo appeared nude, prompting the boy to hang up. And then the boy reported. But you get what happened here? The boy sent a naked photo. Photos have GPS on the back of them. This predator ran the GPS, and he probably used Google Earth, and he got a photograph of the house, and he sent it to the boy. And he says, I know where you live. I need more photos. And and this is all taking place on the Internet. Now, Please track down the user's IP address. That's because the boy was good, and he said, wait a minute, I'm not going to take this anymore, and he went to the cops. That's more than the other victims did. Once they went to the cops, they ran the IP address, and it turned out to be Sacedo down in uh, Vista. So I'm very, very proud of this young man. First of all, it tells us that Educating these kids works, and the younger the better, and it's very difficult decision on how young, because we don't want to traumatize them, but if you're going to put them on the internet, and they're old enough to be on the internet, they're old enough to hear about the trauma, because, you know, that's just crazy to put a kid on the internet without equipping them to let them know what is going to happen to them. So what we're talking about here is coercion. They had, you know, the I know where you live. That's a threat. I'm coming over. That's a threat. I'm going to destroy you with this photograph. 
That's a threat. Coercion is a threat. I'm going to tell your family. I am going to ruin you. You are going to be in the dark web, you know, and and this is how it works. And so we need to understand of how all of this takes place because you say to yourself, why don't these kids tell? They are being threatened. They are being coerced. You know, that is how it happens. And these kids, you know, they don't have the emotional maturity to know how to evaluate the, re- the likelihood of this. And also, it goes to fear. And they become a prisoner of their own fear, their own feelings of, of guilt, you know, and and that is how grooming happens. That is why we wrote the book, Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. That is how, literally, predators are able to access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break, and we will be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back. We so much appreciate your listening to each of these segments. We are talking about force, fraud, and coercion in not only sex trafficking but in sextortion because that is the root of the situation, the the way this works. You see, these crimes are a little bit different. You don't go in and participate in robbing your own house. Well, most of us don't anyway. <laughs> there have been evidence of that. Somebody have got 
lured in there. But, you know, other crimes, the victim doesn't participate. But this crime is unique in that they get the victim to participate. And therefore, the victim blames himself. Many of these victims, quite frankly, are so traumatized, they don't even realize they're victims. And they don't report because they think nobody's going to believe them and and that you know, it's their fault. And that is part of this crime is they they do this kind of psychological manipulation on you to convince you that it's it's your fault. Now, we're talking about, in this point, fraud. And fraud is probably the biggest one. Um, you know, fraud can be I love you. It can look like a boyfriend and they lure you in and you, you really put your heart and soul in it. And you think you have a real relationship and then they begin to manipulate you and put you out there. Uh, so, you know, how do you combat that? Quite frankly, I, I part of what I do when I talk in schools is look at your relationships. Are you doing all the giving? Are you changing to meet their expectations or are you, is it a healthy relationship where each of you are doing equal giving? We don't talk to our kids about what that looks like, what a healthy relationship looks like. We just turn them loose with their hormones and their cell phones and and roll the dice. And a portion of our society is going to get violated with that method. So I'm talking about fraud. Fraud can be, I love you. Fraud can be, hey, you want to be in a rap video? You know, and we saw that down at uh, Grossmont High School. Everybody thinks they're going to be rich and famous and make these rap videos. Fraud can be, hey, I can get you a job in America as a welder for $8,000. And, you know, it's all too good to be true. One of the more common ones are modeling agencies. I'm, I know of several victims uh, and survivors that have been caught up in modeling ag- agencies And these guys are really, really good. And many of the people who get sucked up in this believe that they're um, uh, that they're actually, you know, in a in a uh, a, a legitimate situation. I want to talk about a case that we had over that happened just very, very quickly. And it's a very quick kind of fraud. But uh, we had a girl, I think she was 17, maybe 16, had gotten in a fight with her mom in, in our community. And it was a single-parent household. And this girl was just really, really upset. Her and her mom had had a knockdown, drag-out fight. And she went to the park to cool off. She was crying and all upset. And a 24-year-old girl came up to her and, you know, it's like, hey, you okay, kid? Are you right? And she started befriending her, and they started talking, and the girl started telling her about the fight with her mom, and the girl listened, and they sat there for an hour and a half. And so then the girl says, hey, the 24-year-old lady says, hey, I'll buy you breakfast. And a kid who normally would never have gone out and gotten in the car or, you know, jumped in the car with a total stranger did that. Just based on an hour, hour and a half of somebody listening to her when she was in pain. She didn't know this lady from Adam. And she went out and said, the girl just simply says, hey, come on, I'll buy you breakfast. And she did. And as she got in that car, two guys jumped in the back of the car. They locked the car and pulled the gun on her. That is fraud. She pretended to be a friend. It turned in, of course, into force. 
and coercion. But, you know, it can happen that quickly in something like that. In modeling agencies, oftentimes they will get you to make a video. Oh, you're really good. And, hey, I've, I've got, already got you in a couple of other videos. I'll get you in. And it may look like it's legitimate. They have you fill out an application. The minute you fill out that application, they have your social security number. They know where your family lives. You know, they get to know you. They ask about your brothers and sisters. And, and they may even pretend that you're actually doing modeling for a little bit. And then one day they'll start to say things like, hey, you got to get comfortable with your body. I need you to strip, um, need you to swing on a pole down at the club, uh, you know, do some escort stuff for me. Uh, you don't have to have sex with them. Just, you know, let them buy you a drink and, you know, maybe you give a lap dance. And pretty soon you are being forced into having sex in the in the uh, in the uh, parking lot. And literally what will happen is they will start to threaten your family. They threaten your little brothers and sisters. They threaten to ruin you. They, you're, you're starting to be coerced. They're starting with whole food. They start to get violent with you. Uh, you're going to do this or else. And it's that quickly that you have been lured in through force, fraud, or coercion. Well, my name is Opal Singleton, and I hope this information has been helpful. You know, you send these programs out, and you never know. If this program has helped you, I'd appreciate it if you'd contact me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org, and let me know about what you've seen, or go on Facebook and just, you know, type a comment that, that the work that we're doing makes a difference to you. Um, you know, this is, this is really tough business. We're really heading into a portion of our work in the future where we're going to have to do serious fundraising to keep all of this going and to be able to expand what we're doing. I'm really lousy at that sort of thing. I just like to do the research and the work, but I've got to start to ask you to come along with us and join with us and join in a partnership with us. Let us know what you think. And if any of these podcasts and these uh, radio shows that we're doing make a difference to you, I'd appreciate it if you would give me your feedback and and let me know who you are around the world. Uh, You can be anywhere in the world and email me. Email me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. And, you know, if my book, Seduced, has been helpful to you, then maybe you can tell me that, too. I'd appreciate it. The other thing is, if you want to order the book, Seduced, you can do that at millionkids.org. That helps support the work of Million Kids. You just go to www.millionkids.org and hit uh, the Seduced button. It's $16. I always say we take hot checks and other people's credit cards. (laughs) Anyway... Guys, I can't tell you how much you mean to me. This is a tough, tough business. And, you know, knowing that you're willing to be educated on this and that you're willing to reach out and find people in your community and do what you can to stop it, it is worth its weight in gold. So thank you for all that you do to join with us and help us in keeping our kids safe from predators. My name is Opal Singleton on behalf of Susie Carpenter, Opal Singleton, and Mona, and all the rest of us, Cheryl Eckert and Ken Kidby, and and uh, yes, my friends over at Hillside Church. Thank you, thank you, thank you, all of you, and and Calvary Chapel Church too out there in Rancho. You're just you're just amazing people, and I would not be able to do any of this if it weren't for you. 
And most important, thank you for your prayers. This is tough business. These cases are. We can't do it without you. This is Opal Singleton. I hope that you'll join us next Thursday on Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Have a great week, folks. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.